cockatoo excitement. The Germans are out again. The boys are back. Two lions, one dragon. The journey continues. Guitar 2022. Listen on Spotify and YouTube. We are back for the third episode of the Two Lions, One Dragon podcast, gentlemen. It's been a while. How are we? Great. <laughs> that, you did, that, didn't, <laughs> that didn't sound very convincing, Trig. Are you sure football, you're okay? Football sometimes is a cruel mistress. Um, <laughs> it is a cruel mistress, and I'm going mistress. to get onto that very, very shortly. But what I wanted to talk about is because life and winter with a stupid Winter World Cup gets in the way. We've struggled for a bit of diary management and we didn't even get a chance to catch up on the second games. So I think we'll just do a blanket. They were shit. And we can move on if you want. <laughs> well, Wales were, yeah, Wales were very poor. Um, I think it summed up their World Cup, really. I, um, I, I keep looking at their, their stats and I think they only had five shots on target. The whole tournament, um, they scored one goal, which was a penalty. They uh, they finished with one point, bottom of the group behind Iran. Um, so in in Triggs, from Triggs' point of view, I think the less said about it, the better. However, England were fucking amazing. Marcus Rashford, free kick, what a bloody goal! The way he turned Ben Davis inside out for that third goal as well, and Phil Foden, what a, what a beautiful man! I said at the start of the podcast, our our um success in this tournament is reliant on how well Phil Foden plays and if he doesn't start against Senegal on Sunday there's issues with me and Mr Southgate also before I let you jump in there uh, Matthew I will say we haven't done it we always seem to forget it and it's my time to do it so just to let you know dear listener lovely people there may be some naughty naughty words during this podcast especially if Charles decides to wind up Trig about um, Wales' performance at this tournament. So, I would, I do um, just to let you know, that's a little pre warning. So, please don't write into uh, Charles at two lions one dragon podcast.com because we won't reply. So, uh, <laughs> there we go. And back on to the nitty gritty. Um, yes, poor performance against Iran. Disappointing performance for you against England, Trig. Go on, give us your, give us your verdict. Lord of shit, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, for throughout the day, Trigger, I was messaging Trigger and I was thinking, do I go and watch the game with him? But he was out with his Welsh chums and I was just like, oh, maybe I won't, just in case, just in case they do turn us over. Um, the problem is the problem I wasn't chums. Chums. <laughs> chums. Chums. Some rummy chums. The problem yeah, is, before, before the game, it was a near impossible task anyway. And also considering the gul- the golfing class between Wales and England, I think the um, the whole thing was a disappointment. I think we did well to get there. With there's a there's a divide in the Welsh fans at the moment where people are saying that yeah we we got there we've got to be proud of ourselves you know yada yada yada, and then there's another half that says yeah we got there but we were at the garbage. Yada yada yada, which is both sides of the you know warranted arguments. Uh, I th- I see the truth in both sides. I mean, whether you're um when you want to play with the big boys, you have to play well. Otherwise, you're going to look like an utter 
pile of garbage to keep it PG. Um, yeah, say shit. It was shit. <laughs> let it out, Trig. This is this, this is your chance to let it out. Rant no, it do you out. know what? It's um, it's pretty surreal to see them at a, at a, a on the world stage, let alone the the big European stage. Um, you know, and we've advertised Wales as a nation on the whole, which is it can only be a positive, really. I think, and that's it what I'm going to say better. on it. I I would jump in and say. Yes, it was a disappointing performance um, from some players. For me, some of them looked a little bit unfit, didn't look quite at the mm. races, which and they were some of your key players, which sort of didn't help. But it's about building on this now. Um, you were the smallest team at the World Cup. It's your first time in 64 years, so it's about building on that now. The only mm-hmm. thing there's no, way, there's, want to there's no you, way they're smaller than Qatar, right? Sure. Smallest nation to qualify. From where I've got the stats, don't blame the stats. <laughs> Loves the stat. There's our look. <laughs> yeah. Can I just? I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted. Is that? I apologize. The yes, so you should. Um, one question for you, and again, I think it's a very much a divide between Welsh fans. Is Page does he stay, or does he go? Because there's, I, I've seen a lot of debate on Twitter. Some saying, because of the performance." Got there before me, Trig. Hang on, I'm going to pause you there. Costa Rica have beaten Juni 2 what? Sorry, go on. It's... <laughs> this World Cup is full of up and downs, and I love it. Um, Robbie Page, should he stay or should he go? I, I think he should go, not for the reason that he hasn't done anything for Welsh football because he's taken us to a World Cup. Bubba. Well done. But I think the performances going into the World Cup weren't great. Um, I think we we lack a bit going forward in terms of creativity. I think we have some players who can create. Um, but like I said in the first episode, I think it was a bit of a swan song to a couple of older players, your Ramsey's, whose um, career is in an in and out steep decline along with Bales. Um, I think they'll get. Is that the last time we see those three in a in a Welsh shirt? Uh, I don't think we'll see much of Joe Allen anymore. I think Ramsey and Bale be in around the squad for the experience and what they've won. Um, but I think it's. It it sounds and feels like from outside of a Wales perspective that it's it's rock bottom. You know, you're out of the World mm. Cup. You know, bottom of the group, got one point. But I'm like, eh, eh. I, th- I think eh. a lot of that has come though from the what the players were saying. You know, the first interview was, oh, I can't wait to knock England out. You know, keep them all. all of a yeah, sudden, I think that's that, some that of your English born. Your English-born players who are kind of like jumping on the oh you know the what rivalry thing where, you know of course we would have loved to be England and not England out who wouldn't want to do that I mean you would have you, you did and loved knocking us out I mean but I'm like if you if you go on TV and say that and put enough passion into it when you do knock us out it's gonna we're gonna look like fucking stupid people <laughs> yeah so the, the, the thing is though it's that that was the that was the focus from the start it seemed that you know we're knocking England out but you got to get to that point first like 
I don't know why they played so bad in the first half against USA and then so bad for the full 90 minutes against Iran. Like, Bale, Ramsey, you, you look at your top players, you want them performing on the stage. And fucking hell, the table's just come up, right? It, the scores are made the same. Japan and Costa Rica are going through. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus. Costa Rica. I really hope that goes, goes ahead. Sorry, we've but, got some some live. It's like soccer Saturday. Uh, like coverage, but to you, Jeff. But anyway, yeah. Uh, back to, more back like to the point about Robert Page. I think he's got to go. He's got to go, Robert Page. Lay for a good time, not a long time. And I said that for the past three weeks. Upper boys, upper boys. Poor guy. But yeah, so now the next game for England is Senegal. So quickly on that one before we move on to some of the more interesting and fun topics because we can just become an analyst show and that's not what we are. We <laughs> are here for a fun time, not a long time as well. M- um, much like the Wales football team. <laughs> oh, wow. See that little segue there. So, Senegal, a <laughs> um, bit of an indifferent tournament so far, a bit mixed from them. I'm going to go to you first, Charlie, for a score prediction. You know, I've got to give it to the Senegalese. They've been very energetic this tournament. They beat Ecuador. I thought Ecuador were going to qualify from the group. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to sing those words. And if we get to the quarterfinal, I'll start singing them. Um, but yeah, I think surely we've got the quality to beat a team like Senegal. So in terms of a prediction, I'm going 2-0. And it'd be interesting to see if James Madison will get some game time because he's fit again. It will be interesting. I think if we are winning at a certain point, there may be a bit of rotation. Sorry, can you hear the dog howling in the background? No. Thank God for that. (laughs) I can't know. I can't know. Um, Sounds well. Have you got a a Welsh dog? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. What are you going to say? Let's go back to the score prediction. So, 2-0, did you say there, Charlie? Yes, 2-0, and it'd be nice to see James Madison get some game time. You were going to jump in there, um, Trig. Cautious, is that? I'd say it's a cautious approach. I think um, Ecuador kind of... um, Not Ecuador, we're not playing Ecuador. Ecuador out. So, wait, we're all all having fun. (laughs) Um, Senegal, (laughs) I think they, they... I think they flourish off where a game is chaotic where um, both sides are kind of not going for it but they're not holding back but we're not taking many risks but I think if England um, control the game um, you know play the game well Use the ball well. I think it'll be. A, I think it'll easily be a three 0 three one England. Let's not forget though. Senegal have got some Premier League players in their side. You know, Edouard Mendy. So um, Wales. No, it was the others. <laughs> <laughs> they got that. Um, they haven't uh, got their key man in terms of Sadio Mane, and no. I think that would that is a only a plus for England. Absolutely. Um, I think. Like Trigg says, actually, I think if they control the game, it may be very much a similar approach to Wales. Just keep keep doing what you're doing, keep sticking to the plan, and then hopefully you'll break the door down eventually. So I might go three nil. Oh, I think I think this England team has patience. They they've played in a oh. lot of games where they they know how to manage the games now because of what's happened in Russia and the Euros. And they go back to your point about the the USA game. We came out of that game in a very strong position still to qualify. You know, we had to concede four goals and we had to lose the game. So 
Southgate is getting us through the group stages. Let's hope he can keep getting us through the knockout stages. Because it goes back to, as long as we win the game, we don't bloody care how we win it. As long as we're still there and enjoying it. Exactly that. And now one thing, we are going to move on into some different topics now. And I want to ask you, this World Cup, as we've touched on already, is throwing up curveballs left, right and in the centre. So I want to ask you two gentlemen, who do you think looks the strongest team of this World Cup so far? Because I haven't got a fucking clue. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? Take it away, Matthew. Before this, right, I was going to say, you know what? Spain are looking good. Armour in Costa Rica played well against Germany, even though they conceded a late equaliser and were shit in the second half. But now they go and lose to bloody losing to Japan. But then you go, oh look, France, you know, done well the first two games. <laughs> go and lose to Tunisia. What the fuck's that about? Then you got Brazil <laughs> beat ooh, Serbia, done playing well that game, and go and have a shit game against Switzerland. Who else we got? Netherlands struggled. Uh, Portugal. Portugal. <laughs> I don't even know they played in the second game, but they probably struggled. Uh, Uruguay. Argentina you, uh, struggled. Fucking Uruguay, what a shite. Argentina, though, they done well Ooh, against uh, Pel- Mexico Poland. last night. Oh, oh, yeah, Poland they played, didn't they? Yeah. Um, on that, uh, on Poland, yeah, I think... which that is a lovely little segue. We'll, we'll come well back. Well done, Matthew. We'll come back <laughs> to this, but it's a lovely little segue because how would you feel about going through on frigging yellow cards? <laughs> what a stupid... Uh, someone's, yeah. got, someone's got to go home. Someone's got to go through. And if it's, that's know, the way you do just, it, you know. What was it? They it were basically, four, four last night, Poland, weren't It was they had tied three on more points. yellows, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and they were tied on goal difference. And then it goes to goal. Head to heads, and they drew. I don't know why head to head's a thing in the group stage because you only play each other once. Bollocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, surely, like, as a football fan, you want, you want attractive, you know, fluid football. Attacking football, yellow cards. Who gives nobody gives a fuck about yellow cards? Just go shot on target. Whoever gets the most shot on target, go through. Done. It was between France and Spain for me, who were the best teams of the tournament so far. But then France were particularly poor in the first half against Australia. Look, look vulnerable at the back. Then they were poor last night, and then Spain tonight have absolutely done me over. Um, yeah. So I have no idea. If I think the team that's going to win this is going to be the team that's got the best team spirit. And Argentina looked like they got some good team spirit going on. Mm. I think the Brazilians look like they've got a bit of team spirit going on. And I think England, I think we'll be there. I think we will be around. I don't. I think France will make it to the quarters and we'll beat them. I do. I, I feel confident in that. Um, it's, it's whether oh. we can go the next step then. Because we could be playing someone like Portugal in the, in the semis. And oh, I think... I mentioned Portugal. Portugal, you know, underlined. They've got and I'm in italic. I'm confident. <laughs> no strike throughs yet, mate. No strike throughs yet. We haven't finished but... the group stage yet, so I would exactly. think if we'll... Brazil put a big, uh, like a strong performance in against whoever they got last of the game. Cam- they're playing Cameroon though, aren't they? So... Yeah, I, I think if Brazil come out strong <clears throat> and fast and hit Cameroon, oh hard. Um, I think they'll they'll um they'll be one of Naughty. the favourites. But like you yeah. like you said, have Brazil really been tested? I don't think they have. Let's go off. Um, let's go left field. Let's go oh, left field. We're on a tangent. We're on a like, tangent. I love a tangent. I can't pinpoint my favourite game of the World Cup so far. I can't nail it down. And for me, it's probably England Iran 
because that's had I'll got the most goals. Which one was my favourite. I know it's one of your favourites. <laughs> which ones? Um, yeah. But apart from the England Iran game, you can't really not. It's not a memorable game, really, is there? Apart from the Saudi no. beating no. Argentina and the I Spain seven nil. I think for me, I, I would probably agree England Iran just for the the sheer amount of goals and it was it was nice to see England playing that way but I also really enjoyed and part of this was because of Alan McCoy's brilliant commentary but the Japan Germany game yeah um, mm. I thought and again it, mm. it's wrong with me but every time German, Germany lose um to a team that they're expected to be it it's thoroughly enjoyable um, yeah. so that was probably <clears throat> for me yeah Charlie oh that the standout game at the moment yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's I think... the tangent we're on. So let's so, try and stand thanks for concentrating. Fucking hell. There's a hell of a game going on here, boys. <laughs> I think like the, the Saudi Arabia Argentina game for me. You know, Argentina yeah, came into good. the tournament with all this expectation. I think it was on the second or third day of the tournament. You know, mm. Saudi Arabia. They brought Humbled. their fans over. They're next door to Qatar, aren't they? Obviously, the links to Newcastle as well, so I've got to show me support there. <laughs> oh my um, God, is, is, is this your attempt to get Newcastle in every episode? Dan Byrne, Trippier. Well, there's room now in the England squad for Dan Byrne. Now Ben White's gone. But anyway, yeah, Saudi Arabia, that game against Argentina, they just they came out in the second half, showed the passion. It's what the World Cup's about. You know, big upsets. You love to see it. Great goals as well. They scored cracking goals against a did, Premier League yeah. goalkeeper. And a load of players that play in top mm. top leagues along across the universe, the the, <laughs> the multiverse. But however, um, but after that game, Argentina have come into their own. I think Messi he's looking good, but how well Argentina do well do is very reliant on Messi. Um, but that, yeah, that was my game, Saudi Agreed. Arabia. Oh, now, here's a little topic. Sorry, look, I'm putting in again. Well, go on. Um, we've missed. There's another... lots to talk about. I know there is. We missed a lot. The old Ronaldo Goalgate. Did he score? Did he not? <gasps> no, absolutely right? not. Um, yeah, what a fucking farce that is. Uh, what a, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my first C word of the thing. But Ronaldo is a <laughs> right, and I gotta put emphasis on the C, right? You can cut it if you want to bleep it. I don't care. <laughs> I think you say crisps. One absolute arrogant cock. You know, it, oh, you know, I scored with a slither on my head. Don't matter, does it? Your country scored. Oh, I'll tell you what you needed. Oh, you needed off. that little uh, blonde spaghetti bit. That would have had it, wouldn't it? Remember that? He wanted oh. the R9 tough. That's what <laughs> he needed, just to him, get a though, cushion. Yeah, I mean... And, him, and that's, I think that's been even with more telling with his interview with another knobhead that is Piers Morgan. Um, but mm. <laughs> so, There's right. a question for you, though. Like, as, as a Portuguese player in the team with Ronaldo... Would you? Would it annoy you that like all the the focus is always on Ronaldo? Yeah, one hundred percent. I I wouldn't because there's not really any pressure on you then, is there? From an outside perspective, I mean, on yeah. the training ground, the pressure's on you because you're a professional footballer and you got to play well. But if if ninety minutes, all the media's attentions on Ronaldo, you're just in the background, just like yeah, this is all right, especially at a World Cup because. You know, you're just Jao Cancelo crossing balls for a fucking living. I see it in a in a different sense in that Messi just it's honor him because he is brilliant, whereas Ronaldo is brilliant, but then he 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 almost contrives situations to make it about him, like this Piers Morgan. Yeah, yeah and I love Ronaldo. I, I I think he's a brilliant player, fantastic athlete, 
does was, a lot of great things. He was things, a brilliant player. But yeah. he's just, it's almost, he's he's going, he, he's realising it's the end, coming to the end of his career, and he's going, he's, he's not going graciously at all. He? he can't he's take the criticism. He's focusing on his brand more than like, oh, I'm CR7, you know. Yeah. Thing is, though, <laughs> like, about that. Age uh, comes is... all. More people towards Messi, you know. Messi, he does what he does, and he does doesn't do anything off the pitch, you know. Like he he goes under the radar, so he just gets on with it. I think I, we we know if <laughs> in the argument within this podcast, I definitely know that Trigg is definitely camp Messi over Ronaldo. Charlie, yeah, you know we can all agree that the goat is Alan Shearer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. only, only when he played for Southampton and Blackburn he, he's I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I enjoy watching Messi more than I enjoy watching Ronaldo we have gone you know, on two brilliant tangents thank you to Trig and I have now proposed some more because we love a tangent on this show and there is one that sort of links into what we've just been talking about now I want to ask you to which is the best kit you have ever seen or which is your favourite kit that you have seen at a World Cup? I will root, do a little rundown because I've done some research into this. Hence why I was late for this podcast. But <laughs> there has been some research and I will give you a little rundown. I'll give you some time to think. France 98 home kit. Mm. Lovely. Mm. Yeah. yeah that, that's, Cameroon that's, that's the home kit, kit think of. of 2002 without mm. the sleeves. Big fan. Sleeveless. Mm. Loves it. Nigeria. Hit 2018, sold, mm, memorable, sold out off the shelves. Couldn't get it anywhere for love memory. <laughs> the, the England 98 kit for me, in particular, the red one. Loved it, loved it. Oh, yeah, I remember. Also, as I'm wearing tonight, the England 1990 home kit, big fan of that one. And I will put it out yeah. there. I absolutely love the Wales kit from this year. I think it's it's beautiful. I said it the other night, and that was the only compliment I had for Wales's performance. Unfortunately, Trig. So apologies. I, if, I if they go out, they're going out looking good. <laughs> Again, there's a few more. The Brazil 2002 kit. I, I love that one. Italy. Oof. Italy 2002 kit. Kappa. It was. It was a oh, Kappa loved the tight kit, and Skin I loved tight, Kappa. Yeah. They were they were brilliant. What's Wales had one of those, didn't they? Wales had yeah. one of those. Yes. Is it Lammy's house? I think didn't Darson have to be cut out of his or something once? <laughs> and then the final one, and this is a bit of a blast from the past, and this is partly because of research, and I knew I'd seen it, but I couldn't remember which year it was. Holland '94. That was a beautiful kit as well. Give is it a Google if you can't one? remember. Because Rude it is Van... wonderful. Uh, yeah, is that the Van Basten? Yeah, Van Basten, I think so. It? Yeah. It's, a, it's very yeah, much I... before our time, but if I just on purely looks, it is beautiful. So I know you've done a lot of agreeing, but are there any kits that stand out to you two? Because I know, obviously, there's been a lot of England um, World Cup kits, Charlie, that you've tried to rock out during the podcast. So anything <laughs> you... I do like... Uh, you know, I do like the Argentina kits. I can't lie. I do like the blue and white stripes that well, I put together. Specifically, the 2006 World Cup one, I think. You know, mm -hmm. when they had the sort of... It was like the blue on the shoulders as well. Yeah. Flooded over a bit. I did like that one. And I think that was... Was that Messi's first World Cup? I can't remember. Oh, I bet I... Maybe, yeah. No. 
Probably. Well, no, he wasn't. He wasn't at 2002, was he? Wasn't he wasn't 2002, yeah. But the and all that. So it would have been 2006 in Germany. Mm. You know, you've you've got iconic Germany kits, but the less said about them, the better. Uh, we know we know the history between the Germans and wearing uniforms. I'll <laughs> mention that. However, oh. however, we're moving on swiftly. God. Yeah. The, uh, Argen- Argentina for me. I, I, do I like can tell kids. you exactly my favourite, and I, it's going to piss you both off. But, and I can't remember, I don't know if he's wearing this exact kit, but I think it's from the World Cup. The Hand of God shirt. Oh. Oh. I tell you, what a, what a fucking shirt. Honestly. <laughs> I can't, I don't know. <laughs> That's the name of if, the podcast right there. I don't know if it's the full blue one. And don't mean that one. The stripy eighties Maradona with the sun on it. Just oh, yeah, yeah, I honestly, know you, I know what you seeing Maradona about, yeah. grace around in that. Just grace around, and that gracing shirt. around on football pitches that were like oh. bogs as well. They were yeah. cut up and everything. If it... I mean, it's timeless. If you're on about time, timeless, timeless, just timeless. I, and yeah. you know the the one with the German one where it kind of comes down as a V. Yeah, the Ziggy Zag. The Ziggy Zag one, that was good. Ziggy um, Zagar. That was, I say, my top three. And it's a controversial one, but it's one of the vivid ones I remember. Not controversial. You know, okay. I think it's, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a 2002, it might be, where all the night kits had a circle in the middle with it. Yes. All, all that Portugal. Yeah. Yet yeah, the Portugal one and the Dutch one. Yes. The Dutch one slapped for me for orange and black. No reason at all. But was it? It was orange no. and white. It was, it was orange white. and white. It was. Oh, it was, it was different. White. But because they normally go orange slapped. and black. Because it was the Ronaldo wink, wasn't it? Or was that two thousand? I think it might have been two thousand and six. No, I, I think, think it, it I think what you're referring later. to two thousand and four, right? It's sure. I'm sure it was because it was when we we got knocked might have out. Two thousand four. Two thousand four in the Euros because I remember the um, Holland. Oh, yeah. The, during mm. that time, and they beat Germany three 0 yeah, go on. But yeah, yeah, that I was go, a beautiful kit as well. I go Argentina, Maradona one, Germany just for pure. I think they're all apart from the obviously the Nike ones. The top two are Adidas, and I think they're just timeless. And they then were the Jorga Benito tops, weren't they? The Jorga <laughs> Benito was at three. Whatever time period they were, but yeah. Total nineties, remember them? Oh, another <laughs> total ninety. Oh, that ball on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, nostalgia flooding through this oh, podcast. Feel old. Love to see it. Put it in my veins. We're we're loving a tangent tonight, and there is one mm. thing that we've sort of talked about in the two lions, one dragon <clears throat> WhatsApp group. We've sort of dabbled about it a little bit as a, a as a possible topic, and I think it's one that is appropriate because we've talked about how no team has stood out in terms of football performance, mm-hmm. but the World Cup is an opportunity to showcase. The, the whole to showcase your country the grandest the stage of them all and what i want to ask you now is what is your favorite nation for food from this world cup so is it spain with paella we can't we can't go to italy and that's one of my favorite types i'm gonna of jump food. in so that's... with japan they've just oh, qualified yes. Sexy. But yeah, that's sushi. A... I like sushi. <laughs> we love a tangent. We love a tangent. If, if it's not pie and chips from England, we're going sushi from Japan. Is that the dish you're going for, pie and chips for England? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, off for England. 
Pie and chips. Pie and chips. Or my custard cream and my cup of tea. (laughs) Orange chips. No. um, Sushi I'm going for from Japan. Love a bit of sushi. Because India aren't in the World Cup. Otherwise, I would have gone for a curry. (laughs) Yeah. India is a football nation. For a a nation that's got over one billion people. Garbage. Don't know how they're not going to football. They got no grass. Trying to they play no cricket. Grass, they can't train. Um, this podcast is not going to do well in India. <laughs> uh, none of them know football anyway. It's like, oh, Ronaldo. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> as a food, obviously, I do tapas. love the sushi. I know you love tapas. I do like... What? I got it on... Yeah, I do like tapas. Bollocks. Yeah, I like tapas. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to, trying to think of who's left. Obviously, not... Also, an Argentinian steakhouse. Argentinian state. Tex Mex, yeah. Mexican food. Mexican food. I think, yeah, because not going for Charlie, because um, he's killed Japan. I think that would have been my answer if you didn't have it. I think I love a burrito. <laughs> I so love I'm going to. I love a burrito, me. A I'm going to go Mexico. I'm going to go Mexico. What, what are you putting Mexican. in it, what's it? What's your ideal Mexican oh. burrito fillings? I think that's really taken a tangent now. Yeah, so you got to have rice, right? As a steak. Oh, got, got to, got to have. you got to have a wrap. Foundation to build it upon. That's not a burrito if we don't have a wrap. you got to have some <laughs> beans in there. Ooh. Do you know Ooh. what? Controversial. I like golden rice in my burrito. Controversial, <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> beans rice. in there, right? you got to have You've your, got rum, that your salsa, your sour cream. Oh, oh. All of them. Oh, lovely, isn't it? But then, Still, yes, sir. I do like pulled beef burrito. Oh, barbecue pulled sauce. Pulled beef. Pulled beef. You ever had pulled beef? Oh, oh mouth watering. You've, you've got your pulled pork. That's generic. Are they really? Put that aside. Put any sour cream in there. Are we talking probably... brisket? Yeah. Pulled beef brisket. Oh, oh mouth watering. I can't speak. But yeah, burrito, enchiladas, <clears throat> fajitas, and chimichangas, empanadas, tortillas. And we... <laughs> yeah. Before we jump on the loops, I can't contain my excitement. The Germans are out Germans again. Are, <laughs> the Germans are out. Our feet is in the door, Charles. Germany four, Costa Rica two. What was the Japan score then? Two one to Japan. Spain go through second, which means, unfortunately, I hang on. Let me just check this. Who goes to e, top? Japan. Which means that Spain yeah. are on our side of the fucking knockouts. It just gets more difficult. Razor glass. Go on, the Japanese. Coming back from a tangent, Luke, what would your favourite food be? They cry in the of the World Cup. So, as I mentioned, <laughs> Tilly aren't here, so I can't go to a, a lovely bit of pasta. But we, you've 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 mentioned Mexico. Absolutely love it. But I have mm. to say, I do like a bit it's of paella, and I love a bit of tapas because I, I, I just like a lot of things, tapas. and I like lots of options. Mm. And for someone who's incredibly picky uh, when a menu mm. comes, tapas is the best thing. <laughs> I'll take well, Trig, do you remember the first time we well I went out for tapas? Yeah, apparently you yeah, there was... recommend free plates. We ended up with a good table full, didn't we? There was at least I think <clears throat> probably twenty plates of tapas. And that was just for me. <laughs> that, was well, just that doesn't for, yeah. surprise me. But anyway, you in... down, you're, you're like... wearing a kappa shirt that night, weren't you? I couldn't yeah, get it off. No. <laughs> We couldn't get it on. I think, gentlemen, I think we have absolutely motored through normal topics, 
our tangent topics. Of a tangent topic, I love it. We, and we've we've got it's a all challenge. about a tangent tonight, isn't it? it was all about we've a got a challenge for the next next podcast. So it's a little teaser for all those listeners, and they can they can send in their um, examples as well. But following the Mexico goal last night, and what a free kick that was, I want to set you a challenge as for the next podcast. So you can do your warm ups. However, could this be no. a social media? challenge that we put it out on social media Luke. yes but it can but you just rudely interrupted me again you sorry prick. sorry i'm excited <laughs> the germans are out but it is a challenge where you have to adopt your inner south american commentator uh, or and do the the longest goal announcement that you can possibly do we won't do it tonight because there are children sleeping in some of these households and we don't want to make matthew any angrier than he already is <laughs> Because Wales are no longer in the bucket. But eh, the, only, the only way to make Matthew happy is by liking and subscribing to this episode and podcast. Yes, Where and can we do that? Tell people how they can listen, share, tell the chums, as you so so well put it earlier, Real how they can chums. listen to the Two Lions, One Dragon podcast. All Go. right, chums. First of all, I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast so far and showing your support over on Instagram, on TikTok, YouTube, Spotify. It's great to have you listening. And, uh, yeah, we'd, we, we'd like you to keep on sharing. It's great. Thanks for your help. Check us out, Two Lines, One Dragon podcast, all over the socials, and listen on Spotify and YouTube, please. Thank you. Um, why have you gone um, Matt Lucas in Little Britain when, you know, the, the woman went, so, just anybody... That was you. That was you. <laughs> a little bit of dust. A little bit no, of dust. I heard about three different accents then, but that's you fine. Did. I, well, it's been a while. The internal eye roll was huge. Oh, in the back of your head. There we are. Thanks for listening. There you go, gentlemen. That is, as they call in the business, a wrap. A burrito. A, burrito. a, burrito. <laughs> a, a burrito. Salsa quack with golden rice. Don't forget. Get your ear fist. Oh.